You're listening to Boomer in the Morning with Ryan Pinder and Rhett Warner on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Four one Calgary Flames beat the Tampa Bay Lightning last night. It is Boomer in the morning without Boomer. It's brought to you by Grey Wolf Golf Course, GreyWolfGolf.com. Tee sheets open. Let's rock. I mean, they're not teeing off today, but you can book your tee times now. Let's go pick a day this summer, Rhett. When you know you're here, when you're not in Scottsdale, once it gets too hot in the desert, you'll too come hot back. down there. Yeah, come back, get some fresh mountain air. Still think that number you know four is my got favorite a place. Tee shot. I get a. Slide me in, give me a, some free stays out there. Get a place think, out there. Uh, they're they're big fans of yours. I do recall. I mean, the uh, they're the they title did. sponsor of the show you're on. They love you. I feel love like me. they could pull some strings for you. They know the people that own the places. There's some big old shacks up there, beauties. I'm picking a blood out of my hair right now as we speak. Sorry if I'm distracted. Really I was, interesting. I was at a six year old birthday party yesterday. And uh, my, my nephew, Levi, big boy now, six, whew, uh, running around, playing games, all that. They they moved the dining room table, but they left like the big lamp, the chandelier, the light thing that hangs over the table, and just a metal pole, bang, oh, right in the top of my head. Clunk. And like seven other parents I just met are watching, and I'm like trying to play it off. Like, hey, I'm cool, look at I'm the good, loser. I'm good, I'm good. And they're like, oh, boy, that was not soft. Uh, sure you don't need to sit down there, boss? Oh, no, I'm fine. I'm telling you. Oh, great. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm bleeding. I and need what's stitches. That, what's that liquid there? Oh, yeah, that's good. Bleeding head. Awesome. That's what we need. Uh, I. Oh. And pretty similar. Nice. Pretty similar to that. Not not a lot different. Just a sharper edge. It would have to be like the corner of the spade or the tip. <laughs> that's basically the exact same thing. That's what happened to me. Um, I said before the break, the Calgary Flames have been incredibly lucky, Rhett. And I think last night we were reminded a little bit of that luck because we watched on back-to-back shifts, Eric Branson walk down the tunnel to deal with something, and then Blake Coleman catch a puck up under the visor and into the face. I thought he lost chiclets. There was blood uh, flowing immediately, but I think it actually went above the old mouth bone and up off the uh, the cheekbone. The the cheekle region. The the cheekles, yeah. Tommy, Tommy boy. It uh, so much here or here. Yeah, who was it the other day? Bob Stoffer had the had the math. He said the Calgary Flames have missed one man game from their top six defense to injury, and the Oilers are like at 150. And like, yeah, no injuries matter. They sure they do. Really do. And like, you don't have to go far down memory lane for all of us to remember. You were on the team, and we watched. Uh, Brennan Evans shouldn't be making his NHL debut in a playoff game. That's an injury he was decision. Deadly. Brennan was, was awesome. Was he deadly? Good boy. Did he no, know, know, or was he just too nervous to know? I don't think he, yeah, I think it's just, ah, I guess we're doing this. Okay, I'm not sure I'm ready, but here I am. And he played like two <laughs> minutes and eight there, seconds. Coach. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. How many D did you run through that postseason? I feel like it was eight, at least. All of them. Yeah. <laughs> All the more reason to think and they're crazy for not FNAF signing FNAF, yeah. Stupid FNAF wouldn't play, so that really helped me. <sighs> So, well, so what are we? We're fighting over money, like we just give them it. That? Yeah, let's. Yes. Let's, what's money oh. when you can hang banners, guys? Let's go. So disappointing. Think about that. Let's just not then. Let's talk about injuries again somewhere else. All right. Yeah. It'll be good. It, it, you're not going to go the whole year without a significant injury. You're, there's going to be injuries, uh, but I guess what Rick Ball's been saying is you make hay when the sun shines. The sun has been shining on you health wise. At least they've taken advantage of it. We're not, there's no guarantees you're not going to get hurt. And last night it was like, as soon as Goodbranson goes down the tunnel, it's a TV timeout. They come back. Goodbranson's just left. We don't know if it's equipment or it's medical. And you're thinking, okay, who would you put in on the right? Is oh, how does a Zadorov stone pair look? Mm-hmm. Like, where's Connor Mackey? What is it? Where, is he okay on the right side? Like all of a sudden, just like that is a five six defenseman, and you start having to run the the flow chart of who's available, who moves where, what's happening here. Uh, 
I, I don't want to curse anything. I don't think that they, they're owed injuries, but it's 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 uh, something you can't ignore that they've been quite fortunate on that front, and some of that may be attributed to conditioning, but most of it I think is attributed to luck. There's just too many sticks, pucks, and high speed collisions no, for conditioning to say no, we're not getting hurt this year. Total flukes, and you're you can only keep your like it's stupid because. You watch, there's, well, watch, go back over the history of Stanley Cup champs and see, you know, obviously all the teams that win are great, but it's teams that don't get injured that you got a great team and you lose two guys, you're done. You think about the Flames, uh, who got knocked out? It was Line and Shifley that year in the bubble, wasn't it? And then Kachuk got hurt in the Dallas series, right? That's right. He was, you know, slamming his fist against things in the suite, watching them blow a, it should have been a 3-1 lead to Dallas. Mm. Mm. Anyway, you can't control it, so there's no sense even thinking or worrying about it. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, what do you expect against Detroit tomorrow? It's. I think the Flames have done a very good job of really getting hyped up for good opponents, and they, but they've also taken care of business against lesser lights with the exception of their last two losses. Now, Montreal's been playing much better of late, but I, I don't think they're a great team. I think they're probably a middle-of-the-pack good team uh, under Marty and when all things settle down. And Washington was a team that was struggling a bit coming in. They've only been 500 since Christmas were the Caps, and they remain, I guess, close to that because they win in Calgary and lose in overtime in Edmonton. Uh, the, if you had to rank the games in difficulty of their last seven, th- those are probably the two you'd feel most comfortable with wins are the only two they've lost. They beat Minnesota on both halves of a home and home. They beat Colorado in Colorado, an emotional battle of Alberta against a team that's given them fits in Edmonton. They win that one. They beat Tampa last night. Those aren't the ones you'd be picking them to win. I think that the fear will be with Detroit that you overlook it. And it's a bit of a letdown game where you've had big games against big teams and you've done a good job of getting up for it, but you know Colorado's sitting there waiting for you on the second half and you're mm-hmm. like, okay, well, we should be able to beat Detroit. You know, the typical letdown game. Now, I think the key to the not having a letdown is Daryl going in there and kicking the can and making sure you go out and score the first goal. Yeah. So I think if you can go out and get the lead, it changes everything. I think Daryl's got a good talking point because I think that was a bit of what happened against Montreal. And that was right before a trip to Colorado. I, I don't think it's going to be hard to get the message across that you cannot be focused on Colorado right now. And, and I don't know how much they look past Montreal, but I just didn't think they were that sharp. No, and that's it's it's a mental slip up. They weren't sharp. It's and it's well, it's a criticism, but it's a reality too. You're going to have that. It's going to happen. But they've the other thing is these guys the way they're playing. Like you tell me. Try and tell me that's well, what do we say? Gabranson and, uh, and and Zadorov are like they're actually enjoyable to watch. It's not just lame, boring, shut down, chip it out, shoot it in. You know what I mean? Like they're they're all over ice. So what my point is, I think they're also engaged in this winning right now. They're loving life and they want to do more of it. So it's it's really creating that culture where they're pushing each other. Hey, this is way more fun than having Daryl's not that Daryl's ever takes his foot off the gas, but when you're losing, there's a little more, it's a lot easier to critique and get down and get yelled at and get practicing more. You know, it kind of piles on same thing with winning. They're having fun. They just want to keep doing it. They're starting to talk like Daryl too. Like when you, when you see, hear the post game quotes, there, there's not a lot of celebrating successes. There's a lot of, you know, this is part of the process. We're a long way away. You know, we've got bigger goals, you know, one game at a time. We're not worried about what's happening. Like, the messages are being received well. And then again, I, I feel like I sound like a broken record on the topic, but I just think Daryl's just like, how could you quibble with what's happened here this year? It's been a phenomenal turnaround. And a lot of guys that many people in this market were skeptical ever could walk the walk or doing it and they're talking the talk they're saying yeah one game at a time who cares like we're not worried about what's happening on the weekend we got one more tomorrow and clearly the message has got across right and we have a success yeah you're gonna get that buy-in so when why did you, wouldn't you yeah when did you guys buy in in 04 the kipper got here yeah okay so that was a big part of it and i remember 03 when he came in he was a mid-season replacement and they went on a really good run down the stretch in 03 to the point where 
if you were an optimistic fan, you could believe. But you had to be, it wasn't everyone yet. It was just that one third that always, you know, they, they, life's a little rosier. Like Dean, right? Like if Dean was here, he's always, you know, super optimistic positive, guy, yeah. positive. Um, yeah, no, no, don't worry about that. What's, you know, what's the, let's think of the silver linings, guys. Like that kind of thing. You could see at the end of 03, there was something there. Now, was it enough to get them in the playoffs? I don't know. But they, I think they sold out their last 10 home games of 03. And then 04 comes around. And to your point, you get Kipper after a Roman Turek injury early. But when you actually believe that that group, if you just bought into what Daryl was selling, the goaltending is a big part of it. But there was also that what you you always say about Daryl, which is every guy knew what his role was and what job had to get done that day, right? He com- he, he creates a belief for yourself because he gives you – he's great at giving you your role, and it's always a role that you're capable of – of accomplishing it's not easy it's not hey iggy score 20 and we'll be happy right it's not an easy role you have to go out and do your job but it's something that you can accomplish and then he creates the buy-in from everyone this is what you need to do this is what you need to do and as a group if we all do that we're gonna have fun together but that year we were (laughs) that being said we were 13th in november in that right yeah so there might have been more skeptical or at least, hey, maybe we can be middle of the pack, not not aiming for the cup at that point. Yeah, we were. It was let's make the playoffs mode. It was definitely not we're finishing in the top three and we're going to have home ice. And No, no, no. It was let's get, we still finished. Well, I think we finished sixth that year. It's not like we had to battle anyway, but, but that's what he creates is a belief that you can do it. Play the system, do this, do your job. You're going to, will everything else take care of itself? Work. They're doing so, that. And that's, it's just so weird a, because we've seen so many coaches here of late, and, and some of those things are self inflicted wounds. Others is stuff you couldn't see coming, like the Bill Peters stuff. Um, the, the hallmark for this group was kind of lazy. Well, just when are they going to show up? When they show up, boy, they can look good at times. But then it's just like for periods, where are you? Or like you guys know it started at seven, not seven forty-five, right? Well, how many games did we have? Oh, first game back from a road trip, and they just hundred percent bought into it, and we're dog shirt. Like it was, it was too much. Last year was brutal. It was a plague. They were happy to take days off. This is hard. I'm gonna, and yeah, I, I. they're not – I can't say that they'd be in better shape. This, You know what I mean? Like, I don't think it's that sort of thing either. I think it's mental, right? It's focus and, and showing up to work. Here's Daryl, game last night after a 4-1 victory over Tampa. Uh, happy with the uh, performance today? Yep, it's good performance, good effort, good uh, good pace to our game. Uh, Johnny Gaudreau, have you seen him working on that play in practice? No, but he's capable of doing it. Every day, every game. Can you just talk about uh, the performance of your goaltender? To keep made a lot of big saves for us, kept it close. Until we could, you know, those two, basically the two goals at the in a minute there were, you know, that's a pretty deep cut there. But Marky was really solid, had to be. This is... Uh... You know, we all considered this a you know big test for you guys, and you're thrilled with that you passed it with flying colors. Yeah, I think there's there's more complete tonight, but I, <laughs> there's lots to do there. That's for sure. Were the Zadorov penalties concerning to you? Well, I didn't see the double minor, and you know we've talked lots about the penalties and trying to keep it under three but when you get two back to back like that and with that you know with that team you're you are always you're concerned yeah by our power play score too which is huge on you know johnny's goal there so another strong night from your pk yeah the four minute one is a it's that's a big kill you know go through the whole four because you know they're there are five guys that they put on. Are gonna, you know they're going to, if they don't score in the first two of it, they're going to be out there for another minute in the second one. So that's three minutes of power coming. 
Daryl, you talked a lot about the importance of conditioning. Do you, are you seeing it in a, a stretch like this? Yeah, I th you know what? We gave him the day off yesterday, and so, we, you know, it's a 48-hour break there. So it's, it becomes, it's not a physical thing, it's a mental thing. Right? You know, they recover in a quick. That part, the physical part, recovers quick. It's the, it's the next part, the reset and managing through it. We're going to talk, I'm sure, about the hat trick and yep. the bank shots, but what did you like about Johnny's game tonight? I liked that he scored the first goal for us. I like that, uh, well, you know, those are momentum goals, all of them. You need, you need that of your top guys. Your top guys, you, you don't just score in the rush as the, as the game, as the season goes on. you got to score ozone play and four-check play, right? So they scored a power play goal and then they scored deep goals. Well, you got to do that. Top players got to do that. That's what, that's what the top guys do in this league. Johnny, is Johnny a top guy now? Pardon? Is Johnny a well, top guy? Well, he has been a top guy. You guys, hey, I've said that all year. I mean, you guys were the ones who said last year he wasn't. I was the one who said he was. I would, I, you told me that I did, wouldn't like, didn't like Johnny Goodrow. And so you can't make it up as you go along. you got to base it on performance. He's a top player in the league. How is he not a top player in the league? He has a chance of winning the scoring race, you guys. Right? On a good team. So top guys play on good teams. Makes a difference. That's what their job is. That second goal uh, that you guys got late in the, the second period. Uh, which one? There was uh, two. The, uh, the backland goal. Uh, yeah, late. Ozone four check play. Right. Especially like I know you know Trevor Lewis has sort of been in the lineup every game and you know plays a very specific role. But yep. for him to make that play on the boards to get it to the point, is that the kind of thing that I guess is the difference in games like this against good teams? Well, that line if you play them together and you play them against top lines or D zone starts that's their job right? Blake and Louie know their, they know their job to a T so the centerman whoever plays with them has got to got to do that also Blake, Blake and Louie won four Stanley Cups so you asking that about Trevor Lewis about on the wall or making a play it's a good chance both them guys are going to make them plays Yeah, I just checked. That's why I was like coming down. I wanted to make sure. I didn't know if he was still in the building or or what. But they and I didn't know if he was cut or not. They just said he was out. He was out and concussed, but he's fine now. So, but I was. That's the first thing I did was check on him and Blake. How's Blake? He was fine. He got sewed up. Got a cut eye, and bloody lip. Tough guy. <laughs> Left. Is that just Blake Coleman? That's normal for champions, yeah. They come back. <laughs> I love that. Uh, yeah, so if you missed it at the end, Jesse Marquis, the linesman, uh, Daryl checked in, feeling better, sounded like concussion type stuff, and uh, Blake Coleman, that's what champions do. 4-1 game, you come back after getting sewn up in the third period for garbage time. Oh, He, it's, uh, that was a bad shot to the head for the liney there. Uh, don't like seeing that. Um, and you and, and in a post game with Daryl this time of year, uh, raise your hand if you're surprised that he referenced Stanley Cup winners and guys that have won cups and what it takes to win cups. Yeah, like the, he is so methodical in in his pressers about making sure, like sending messages has this connotation, like it's bad or whatever, but just like keeping things aligned with the goals, right? Like you can just see how, okay, well, we're not a playoff team. We've got to make the playoffs. Now all of a sudden the conversation is changing. Well, the best teams in the league is what we got to do. And now it's like, okay, Stanley Cup winners do this. He does not waste a press conference. Like I know he's short and they had the, the timer on him the other night, 11 seconds in answer, whereas Todd Woodcroft was, you know, or Jay Woodcroft, excuse me, was rambling for two minutes. But uh, like do, he may be brief or efficient, but there is purpose to all of these answers, right? It, there is for sure. I think he's getting sick of answering questions. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, ask someone else. I can only say the same thing over and over. <laughs> so yeah, long. and you know what? That's part of the, the 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 I guess push and pull of the relationship. 
writers know the answers to questions, but they need the quote from the coach to write a story. Know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So like yeah. it's you have to ask the obvious ones, which is oh is Johnny a top player now? Like we all know the answer to that. You don't need to tee off on the writer, yeah, but at yeah. the same time, Daryl's like, why am I answering this? So I, I I get both sides of that. I do. I'm getting distracted, right? I'm drawing Blue Jays lineups up. Do you hit Guerrero really? second or third? What do you do? Who's this guy that they're talking about? Was is the perfect fit? Oh well, he's a third baseman in Cleveland, and he's one of the best hitters in baseball. Mashes, but also doesn't strike out a lot. Takes walks. Uh, Ramirez, he's very good. Jose uh, Ramirez, J Ram, and better than that, it's twelve million bucks, which for a premium offensive player is theft, like cheap, and a club option of fourteen, which obviously you'll exercise. Um. And the club option maybe allows you to work out an extension. That's kind of what they did with Barrios, if I'm correct. It's like, hey, look, you're underpaid here. Why don't we get a little more up front and we'll slide some back this way. But it's a team that's fun to watch. That like I just looking back, I'm like, oh yeah, they they hammered Baltimore twelve four on the last day of the year, and then watched the Red Sox rally to win to steal a playoff spot from. Oh, that's right. That and was... not a playoff spot. They would have had to go to a play in game, like game one sixty three, but. Chicago, or excuse me, Boston rallied in that game, the last game of the year. And Toronto, it was a leadoff bomb from Springer. Like, right from the opening pitch, you knew they were dialed. That was a rough end of the year. It happened quick. We're all making plans, Rhett. We're, That's where true. are they playing? We let's, let's, plan. let's go. You got to break out that Donaldson jersey. Get to a game. Playoffs. And, the, yeah, the, the Sox were blowing it. It was like, yes, this is great. Oh, uh, well, well, yes, it was the Nationals. That's right. Yeah, man, and they just crushed Baltimore. <laughs> yes, yes, dude. Okay, so it's the first inning. Springer home runs to center, four hundred and forty feet. First at bat of the game. Nice. Hernandez, he's hitting fifth, same inning, singles to right. Simeon and Bichette move up. Guerrero homers in the second. Espinal singles to cash another in the first. Like they're they're up five nothing after two innings. And then the third inning, Springer homers again. Three guys come in to score. It's nine one after three innings. But at least we get it back, Red. There was a, there were some vibes the last two weeks. Maybe this is like, how could we not have this? It's a perfect sport for hockey fans, friends. Just as your interest begins to wane uh, in hockey, be it late in the playoffs or the playoffs being over, there it is every day. Beautiful. Every day. Every, six out of seven <laughs> days. This year might be seven out of seven. They got to make up two weeks of games they canceled. <laughs> Uh, April 7th, by the way, is opening day. They do have it done. We uh, await more firming up of details, but uh, here's what we know. Nine inning doubleheaders. They went to seven the last couple of years with COVID stuff to try to help squeeze them in with less fatigue. And no runner starting at second base. I actually didn't mind that rule. A lot of the traditionalists hate it. Kind of felt like half-court baseball to me. Where I was like, okay, well, this will get some runners in motion, hit and runs, um, you know, bunting to move guys over. It just it opens the playbook a lot more when someone's on second base with no outs. But I also get it. It's a game that hates changing any rules over the course of hundreds of years. So uh, they're going back to the old extra innings rule. We are less than a month away from opening day. The Blue Jays are slated to play, I believe, the Ori. No, excuse me, the Texas Rangers, which will be Marcus Simeon, who got absolutely paid. He got a couple Brinks trucks from the Rangers in that new stadium. Two, yeah, they would they spend a half billion dollars on an infield? They need a middle infielder, yeah, they do. They got Bichette at third, excuse me, at shortstop. Uh, they played a lot of Espinal at third, I think he'd look fine at second, but that means you got to go to third base soon. I think Kevin Beezer is a bench player at this point that you can flex into a lot of spots, including the outfield. But, yeah, you had one more infielder, be that Martinez at third or be that uh, Marte that Brunt mentioned at second. Now, okay, that's looking a little better. 
And they still got that very deep outfield that has Grichik, that has Springer. Grichik, I should not lead with. He should be the last. Uh, Guriel, Teoscar Hernandez. That's right. Gritchick's been overpaid and not good enough. He's okay. He always gets on a heater for one month, but it's too much dough. Get the get him out of here. Need that dough. Um, eight twenty six. People continue to text in their Florida man stories. Thank you for that. Um, guys, these major league baseball changes are hard to understand. Who would have wanted what in CBA? Okay, so basically, the problem the players have with with the current CBA is that. They see t- owners and teams not spending money trying to win. And a weird thing about the cap rat is that most teams in the NHL are like right at it. Ditto the NFL. Like you, you try to win. And somehow, some way with a luxury tax, we're not seeing that. We're seeing teams very comfortably not spending on talent. Saying, yeah, it's not our year. We're only going to spend $30 million. Like less than Verlander is going to make this year. Like one player making more than an entire other team. So the players want to raise the competitive balance threshold so that the big markets who do spend will have more money to spend. They've also raised minimum salary. Baseball salaries actually went backwards over a five-year stretch where revenues grew 30%. That's crazy. Uh, And the minimum salary was only a half million bucks. Vlad Guerrero, best hitter in baseball, half million bucks. Now, he got three million or something like that when he was 16 and signed, but that just didn't feel right, and they've moved the needle a little bit then. So... Yeah, there's 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 some common sense changes, and then there's also a lot of the players just saying, hey, you raked us over the coals the last one. We need to get more money somehow, so we're going to fight you on everything. I don't know. It's over. That's what we like, right? Stupid. Yeah, yeah. the details of what happened, I really could care less about. Let's get some spring When's opening day? Going. Yeah. Let's, that's, what, what, who are they playing? What are we ordering for opening day? Yes. Is it dry ribs? Are we wings? What yeah. Are, what are we having? That's the important stuff. And if it's don't nachos, about... what meat are we going on? Meats don't clash, but you, nachos typically you only pick one meat. What's your uh, meat you of choice what? on a nacho? Chorizo. Oh. Chorizo. Say it with me. Chorizo. Chorizo. Mm-hmm. Now, do you, you you take it out of the sausage and crumble it, I imagine? That'd be oh, yeah. just beautiful. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my mouth's sweating, Red. How'd you do that? Ah. Chorizo. Yeah. Uh, it, oh. April 7th. We're almost there. And if they do it right, they're going to have it all day baseball, just like they did last year, where it'll be like, okay, there's a game at 10 a.m., and there's a noon, there's a one, there's a four, there's a seven. And then, oh, yeah, we'll probably give you like the Dodgers and Padres at uh, late at night, and they're going to try to kill each other. It's going to be perfect. Oh. 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 Very excited about that. It's been a good day for sports fans in the city. The Flames get the win over the Lightning last night. Also, we get baseball back. The uh, the San Diego Chargers added Khalil Mack, a significant defensive stud, in exchange for some picks out of Chicago. That's sort of the big news of the day type stuff. Bad news if you're a golf fan, Rhett. What? It's just horrible weather in Florida. They're trying to get people to – like there's still most guys finishing up their action from yesterday. That's what I did when I traveled to Florida. I booked it during hurricane season, which is brilliant. Wondered why it wasn't hard to find a spot. Hmm. Boy, these rates Boy, are really good. cheap right now. <laughs> so was that that was early pandemic when you went to the Keys? Yeah. Yeah. About three months in. Yeah. Because it got better by the end, if I recall, didn't it? Or was it, it just did. a certain time of day you just always were indoors? How no, no. It was the first three, three or four days in the shoveler, and the kids are like, when is this Florida, this Florida thing? It's terrible, Dad. <laughs> kind of. Terrible ideas. This it picked up, and uh, there is one more here. I should I should give you from the Major League Baseball DH now in the NL. I know there's there's some purists that hate that, oh. but uh, no easy out every third inning. I'm okay with it. It did get tiresome. I don't care either way, really, to be honest with you. But I hated it in the playoffs when you played in one side, and the 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 pitchers are batting and they haven't batted for a year. Yeah, like. What? No good. You always knew that interleague game was coming up when they'd have footage of like Hyunjin Ryu in the cage. You're like, oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to Cincinnati next week, aren't they? Damn it. <laughs> uh, hey guys, this from Ryan Pike on Twitter. This is a text, and I, I did see this on Twitter. Last night's win was Daryl's 157th as the head coach of the Calgary Flames. That moves him into second in franchise history only. 
It's a great day for hockey. Badger Bob Johnson has more wins behind a Flames bench. Hmm. Surprised that number isn't bigger, but I'm surprised too. Still very. I guess he only coached a couple years, then he went and GM'd. Like he got fired or he left or however that worked out for Daryl here was. Isn't that yeah. crazy? Yeah. I'm coaching. Pick it up, Sutz. Come on, Big D. Let's go. Uh, Detroit tomorrow, Colorado Sunday. To, to, tomorrow is a 5 o'clock start time. Note that. Uh, there'll be some young ones at the game. Very excited to take my boys. First ever NHL game, Rhett. Going to be fired up. They don't know how good those malts are yet. Think about that. What else are you going to go with? Like, you're just going to do malts? Because malts are filling. Malts are filling. We're going to go early. So one of the things I have done when we've we've come to Hitman games and stuff, I, I like to do warm-up with them so that they can really appreciate how nuts the talent is. We stand them right behind the net on the glass when they're coming around, everyone trying to go bar down. And just having the pucks blasted off the plexiglass in front of your face, I feel like that is... Uh, that's like speed for six-year-olds. They can't get enough of it. So we'll be early. We'll do that. I think we hammer a malt early, and then maybe second intermission, see how the popcorn line's looking. And if we have best behavior, pocket dog. Got to have best behavior, though. Really? The pocket dog's the... Well, it's going to be dinner time, right? It'll be what, oh, uh, you got to feed them for sure. By the second gonna... intermission, yeah. I think you should do more popcorn. Do it all. Well, what are we missing there? They can't have beers. I mean... We got, yeah. we got a malt, we got popcorn, we got a pocket dog. What do we? Nachos. Yeah, we could do nachos. Extra cheese. You do the jalapenos or no? Not for the kids. I would myself. Yeah, okay. Well, there you are. You get the side the side thing. That's where the jalapenos go. I'd uh, load it up. Yeah. Wanted to ask you a question about Tyler Toffoli. He has played with a wide variety of line mates. Before last night, it was four games in a row with different players to his left. Have the Flames found the right spot for Toffoli yet? Do they know what the best spot for Toffoli is as it stands with this roster? We'll look through the options and see what Rats think, what Rhett thinks when we come back. Boomer in the morning for Grey Wolf Golf Course, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. It's heartbreaking watching the war in Ukraine and not knowing what to do and how to help. Well, here's something you can do right now. UNICEF is on the ground supporting children in Ukraine, and they're asking for help. They've been responding to conflict in Ukraine for years, and they're committed to staying and delivering emergency assistance, but they need help to do it. Donate to UNICEF to provide critical, life-saving care to the children and families of Ukraine. You can do it right now. Donate to UNICEF's Canada's Ukraine Emergency Fund. Head to UNICEF's website for more. Uh, welcome back to Boomer in the Morning. No Boomer today. Ryan Pinder, Rhett Warner, alongside Patty Dumont, who's uh, on the board today. Our boy Patty, all on your own. The training wheels are off. Let's rock. Uh, here's what's coming up, guys. And, and I think this is, uh, we, we may have thought they may be done, but maybe maybe not. Maybe things have changed. Who's moving? Who's going? Who's getting added? Who's standing pat? The NHL trade deadline quickly approaching. We'll be all over it right here. Monday, March 21. Our coverage of trade deadline day brought to you by V-Burger. The future of fast food has arrived, plant-based, and so delicious you won't feel like you're missing a thing. Get amazing burgers and ice cream on 17th Ave or heyvburger.com. Also, adrenaline source for sports. We fit your game. Come down, check out the largest selection of hockey and baseball product in the city. Adrenaline source for sports, 9309 McLeod Trail South. And also Midas as well. Those are your three partners uh, of ours for trade deadline day. Monday, March 21, if it feels late, it's because it is. There's been deadlines in early February, and this one feels like it's uh, it's almost in April because, well, it, it, it is. It's very late. Red, is there a piece missing? And how does that tie into the question I'm about to ask you about Tyler Toffoli and who we should be playing with? We saw him with Ruzicka and Manjapani. We've seen him with Backlund and Coleman. We've seen him with Dubé. And Rizicka, we've seen him with Dubé and Monahan. It's been a, a bit of everything for, for Tyler Toffoli since he's arrived. Well, and everyone's played well this year. So, I mean, you've got that. But is it ideal? No. And, you know, there's another guy on that list that's having an unbelievable year. And he's not been always blessed with the best line mates either in Manjapani. Mm-hmm. Right? So th- there's a hole. So there's definitely a hole. They've... 
they've fought through it, they've battled through it, and they've played well enough that it doesn't look that glaring. But it, it on eat on the Toffoli or Manjapani seem to be having a centerman that doesn't compliment them on a lot of nights, right? Yeah. Since getting here, at least. Manjapani kind of played his way up from fourth line all the way to second, and so there's been different roles, but if but I that's had to, my point, yeah, is you no. just said it about Toffoli, it's the same thing, where you ha- you're mixing and matching and trying to make it work and giving mm-hmm. some guys a boost on this night, and then the other guy drops down, you kind of mix and move them around, and, and again, great. It's, what are they, 35, 15, and whatever, they're, Seven, they're, yeah. they're cruising. But <laughs> it's not ideal. You you're missing a piece. Yeah. Can you make do without it? Sure. You've proven that you can. We talked about it on flames talk yesterday. I joined Pat and Matt in the afternoons and yeah, clearly it's worked and you do have a lot of guys and it feels like he's holding auditions for third line center right now. It really does for, for Daryl or at least scoring line center. Cause you know, the back and Coleman line is going to be your checking line. Um, But really, if we look two years ago and you said, okay, well, you've got Lindholm and Backlund down the middle, I, I think we would have been thrilled to suggest Monaghan and or Bennett would be a third-line center. And and oh. who could have seen either of those things coming? You know, Bennett never panned out here for whatever reason. I don't know that he looks in Calgary this year like he does in Florida this year. Well, he's um, not playing center in Florida, is he? He is, but he's playing with one of the, the best distributing yeah. wingers in the game in Huberto, who's like top – five in league scoring. So it's it's not exactly the role he'd be asked to do here, no question. And he didn't thrive in the role when he had the opportunity to here. So that's a it's that's irrelevant. a tough one. He gone. He's gone. So yeah. And, and and sadly it may be irrelevant with Sean Monahan too, who I thought had a pretty good game last night, but is still your your, your fourth line center because that's where he's he played himself to, to. He just needs to move. You've been, I don't you mean are it, change it, of location. Any negative sense. Yeah. It's I, yes. And so they can go out and address that before March 21, the third line center. If, if Rajichka is your fourth line center, I think you're probably really happy with that. And, and if you can find an offensively minded centerman to play with Toffoli and Manjapani, I feel like that's a lot of skill sets that line up together. You know Backlund and Coleman are going to get the matchups. They're going to play other teams' top lines. They're going to be your, okay, we, we got uh, the Kucherov line coming out. We're at home. Backlund's boys get going. Um, but, but who can offensively help Toffoli and Manjapani get done what we know they can offensively. To fully an elite finisher, Manjapani's flirting with 40 goals this year. If someone's got an offensive sort of bend to their game, that would be a good sentiment to to find and put there, right? It makes sense, but are we sure it will always work out that way? No. You know what I mean? Like You're talking about Manjapani, who's going to be career-high in goals, is 40. I mean, none of us thought that at the start of the year. He probably did, but that's, I mean, he's, he's been unbelievable. Is Toffoli going to be that much better with a different sentiment? I think, I hope, I think the numbers go up. Or is it a spot where the, the, the two wingers are so offensively creative, they can get by without, I wonder that I do. And so I guess we get back to the original. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was, I I was just going to, I said that about Iggy forever. Everyone was always, Oh, you need another guy. I'm like, no, you don't. He is what he is. Adding a eight million dollar player onto Iggy's line when he was wouldn't have made any difference because Iggy was what time, he was. Right? Yeah, right. He's a shooter. So anyway, I I just sometimes it doesn't always work out the way. It sh- I mean, it looks pretty simple, right? Get a centerman. Now you're slotted in, right? And all the numbers are going to go up, and it's going to be well. It's just it's easy. Right? Maybe they're like, how much more can he expect from Manjapani this year? Nothing. What's yeah, the fully got for points since coming to Calgary? He's a point per game guy, basically, since he's got right. right. like, house money, both spots. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I It looks like you have a hole there because you're always trying to shuffle and move around and make sure guys are getting their offensive looks and, and getting some compliments uh, or complimentary players, but it doesn't. I don't know what the total gain is mm-hmm. by the going nets, out yeah. and getting, right? Yeah, and how much does it cost to go find that offensively-minded center? That's a pretty premium now, the job other, description, right? You're, you're a centerman that can make other, plays? You're expensive. Yeah. And if you can get rid of – if you can make it happen, it's good. And I think the perhaps the biggest benefit 
is that I believe this team can go on a run. And that word we don't want to say, the injury bug, mm-hmm. if you if that does hit, at least you've got depth there. Yeah. Right? If you go and add a guy that can, okay, well, uh, or even if Backlund gets, okay, well, we can make this work still. We can make this work. Now, you have to get rid of Monaghan to do it. So a lot of people say, well, you've got Monaghan and you got Richardson. You got enough. No, I want... I think Monaghan needs to leave for his own good. I think that money has to go away anyway. You might, I think you try to upgrade in that position. And and even if the, the net results aren't, oh, man, now they're scoring. They're competing with the Gaudreau line as a top line points-wise. I, I, I don't know if I envision that, but you've got a lot more of a safety net mm-hmm. if you get into the playoffs and you run into some injuries. How have you liked Jerzyczka there? Because that's quite a um, opportunity given to a young man that was not a regular NHL eller bef- before what, like Christmas time? Like this is a, this is a significant that he's playing with two guys that are pretty elite offensive players. He still has to grow. I, I see lots of potential. I said, and I thought this for years about Rosie, but I think there's lots of potential. There's little holes in his game, and you can see that he's still young and. Uh, and and Daryl mentions it lots where it plays away from the puck, play just as hard. He makes some smart offensive plays, but uh, anyway, I, I, I think there's potential there. I don't know where he gets to, you know, I, I think he's doing a good job this year. I, uh, I don't know how good he can bleed down a playoff or, or on a deep playoff run, but I, I like the potential of him. Yeah, and and look, I, I think Daryl's holding auditions here. They tried Dubé at center ice in Colorado, albeit pretty briefly. We've seen Monaghan in that spot. We've uh, we've seen Lewis up with with Backlund and Coleman now to try to give a little more depth lower down. It's also a really busy stretch of the schedule, and I think he's Daryl's saying, look, I, if I'm going to roll four lines, I may as well spread some talent out a little more too because these guys are going to be gassed. Tomorrow, Detroit 5, Colorado wraps uh, their busiest week of the year. They play five times in seven days. That's that's a crazy, Rhett. That's a lot. That's too much. It's too much. The Colorado game's a 6 o'clock mountain start uh, from Denver. Second time in, what, a week and a day for the trips to Denver? All right. Yeah. Play well tomorrow, boys. We'll say that. Not going to be easy. That's going to be a motivated Colorado club, and they are pissed after a loss to Carolina last night. <laughs> So we'll see uh, how that one goes. Uh, may as well get into what you want to talk about. It's 850. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Is it all Florida, man? There's, there's a lot of Florida mans, but we've also got some updates. Like we talked about it. The, there's some, been some changes to the, the menu at the, the Saddle Dome in terms of what oh. the, the food options are. You're talking about what, what we got to do. My kids, uh, six-year-old twins, first NHL game tomorrow, 5 p.m. So what, what's the must-hit list for, for the grub? We're going to treat the boys. You got good behavior? You got What's the treat here? What are we going to do for food? Uh, so let's get to that. Uh, also, we got some baseball questions and a correction on the season Huberto's having, which is a big one. It is a big one. Also, we got to give away uh, got to give away our Boomer's pick. How about this? Holy. Um, what we'll do, we got a gift card to give away to Wild Rose Breweries. Uh, our pick of the week, Boomer's pick, is the unfiltered tropical and hoppy High Harvest Hemp Strong Pale Ale from Wild Rose Brewery. High Harvest Unfiltered Pale Ale made with velvety hemp floor, floor, flora, floor to quench your thirst. Its juicy tropical hop aroma makes this strong beer ultra refreshing. Pairs well with barbecue, pizza, sweet cheeses. Try it yourself. Pick up a four back today. Details at wildrosebrewery.com. Careful, Rat. Those will climb on you. It's a stronger uh, alcohol percentage there. They are tasty. I'm not worried about that. That's what I want. Well, then get at it. Get at the high harvest. It's a gem. And we'll do a little trivia. We uh, we mentioned earlier that Daryl is now second in all-time wins as head coach in Calgary. Who did he pass to move into second? Correct answer. First one through with your full name. We'll, uh, we'll give you the gift card for Wild Rose. But, uh, yeah, grab the high harvest. You want a little... Head start, little turbocharger out of the gate. The hit the high harvest. Beautiful stuff. Love it. Uh, time for what you want to talk about. We do that for our good friends at Calgary Lock and Safe. Operate your locks with the touch of your phone. Upgrade to smart locks with Calgary Lock and Safe. Visit calgarylockandsafe.com. 
Uh, Rhett, uh, we had noted that Huberto was in the top five in league scoring. He's first right now, which is in the top five, but um, wow. <laughs> is he numero uno? 82 points in 58 games will do that. Wow, that is... Uh, Just okay. 18 goals. That is the lowest total in the top 15 in the league, but 64 helpers in 58 games. Wow. Hey, he's having a great year. Is it an MVP caliber year? That's where the, the debate begins. He's not as complete a player as his uh, teammate in Barkov, but he's having an, an epic offensive season. Is that is that unfair, Patrick? So... Matthews, Makar, Shesterkin. Who does he bump out of that conversation? Mm. We'll see. And then what if Johnny passes him in points, huh? That's going to be tough hard voting. And it would be neat to see one of every position. That would be cool. All right. Uh, other texts coming in at 960-960. Hey, Rhett. You, uh, no, I'm not buying the boys a paralyzer. Stop that. What? Uh, I'm trying to find it. There's apparently some uh, upgrades here. Uh, the cheese on the nachos is different now, guys. Be careful with the nacho cheese. Okay, I didn't know that. Uh, another nacho update. People saying the Banded Peak nachos best add to the dome menu in years. What? They've banded got a little Banded Peak. Peak area where they sell those beers. And uh, in there, they've got the nachos. Special nachos. Loaded nachos. Hey, I'm I'm here for all the. I was done. mad last night. I heard that in the you can't get the chicken fajitas anymore in the sweets, and I loved the chicken fajitas. See, this is first world problems. Many of us listening to you don't know that there are chicken fajitas in sweets. Oh, so good! <laughs> Got a alumni executive board meeting next week. We're supposed to sit down and chat about things. No. Hey, let's get some food. Okay, get those. Uh, hey, Tony, get the uh, those fajitas. Love them. Fajitas. They don't have them anymore. Oh. Shut your front door. Uh, hey guys, uh, get rid of Shillington. Get some cap space. He's not making any money. He's making league men. <laughs> what are you talking about? Get rid of Shillington. <laughs> Why do you read he's, stupid? He's texts? just blossomed. He just turned into a top four defender. Is he perfect? No. Is he getting better? Yes. He does look uh, dog shirt lately. They could use a few good. off days. I like his partner a lot. I think lots of people would look good next to that partner, but he is not nothing. There's, there's some there's some tools there. Uh, this one's probably for Dumas. Hey, guys, who's winning Champions League? I'm all in on Liverpool. That's from Drew. Mm. You're going to like that. I do hate Real Madrid, but they are good. This is uh, this is what we're going to learn retro about uh, Patty Duma. He's a man of the international sporting scene. He can probably talk to you about F1, Grand Slam tennis, Champions League, f- soccer. Uh, it's it's remarkable the depth we, he can go to here. We're going to be smarter for it. Um, uh, I and by the way, I finally I've been victim of PVR in the first periods a lot, so I'm starting right at yep. puck drop. Yeah. Yeah. I've now three times this week set my eyes on George Canyon's incredible handlebar mustache. It looks like that is a fur that he's bought and glued to his face. That is <laughs> dense. Like that looks like one of my grandma's old jackets. Like he's just sawed off like a U shape, turned it upside down and like glued it to his face. That's epic. Good work, George. Love to see it. Uh, Rhett, say that again. We did. We shouldn't read it again. Yeah, There's a lot of Florida yeah. men out there. Um, hey, fellas, how much of the Monaghan decline can we attribute to surgeries and injury? I, hey, look, it's not nothing. How much? I'd sure say significant. Sides. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's. Does it look like he shoots the puck the same? No. Has he had wrist surgery? Yeah. I think those two things are related. Guys, Canyon's mustache keeps getting darker and darker every game. It's just going to be ink black for the playoffs. 
I love it. Nice. Uh, th- okay, that's going to do it, Rhett. Tell us about your weekend. What do you got going on? Give us a story. I'm going skiing. Really? You going to the Remember? castle? Going down to castle. Mountaineer. Try not to get injured. Godspeed. It's been a while. It's been a year. You're just a yard sale out there, aren't you? You got limbs flying all over. I'm terrible. I got to see this. Oh, there's nothing to see. Nothing to see. Couple runs. Gonna have some nachos in the T bar and relax. That's good living. That's good. And living. I'm gonna take a bunt cake. You take a bunt cake? Yeah, Mama made a bunt cake, so I'm taking a bunt cake. This is quite a heater. There's that, a lot of bunt cakes in this house. How, I don't know what's going on. How many bunt cakes this month? Because I feel like this. That's is, three this week. Jeez. Straight to my hips. <laughs> hips. Have a good weekend, would you? Hey. Enjoy the game with the boys. It's fun. Take lots of pictures. I, you know what? I will do that. Thank you for that. Yeah, I'll, I'll yes. take some pictures. All right. Uh, also, I, w- I will award our winner for, uh, in fact, I've, I've got idea. it right here. The Calgary Flames saw Daryl Sutter take over second place, and the winner of the Wild Rose gift card uh, for the tap room in the Curry Barracks uh, correctly noted that it is Terry Crisp who was passed. That now sits third. Yes, it was Badger Bob Johnson that was uh, that is still first. But I asked you who Daryl passed to get to second, not who was first. Uh, let's see who had uh, Tara, Tear. Andrew Phillips, you're our winner. At a boy, two first names can't trust you. Go get some high harvest. That'll do it for the show. This has been what you want to talk about for Calgary Lock and Safe. Your experts in automatic door service repairs and replacements, visit calgarylockandsafe.com. Ryan Pike coming up. More on the Flames. 4-1 victory at the Dome. Uh, All-time coaching list wins. Uh, Maybe even an arena update from City Council last week. And who is the best center to play with Tyler Toffoli? Coming up, Sports at 960 The Fan.